I'm getting all fired up. I'm all fired up and lonesome. Hello, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, and welcome to episode 30, the final episode of the 2022 season of Fire Up. I'm Dennis Carnahan, absolutely buzzing after that terrific performance by Barnsley and the largely unheralded Johnny Diesel, a.k.a. Diesel, a.k.a. Mark, Dennis with one N, Lazotte, on a day that people named Mark didn't get the billing they deserved. And joining me is the engine room of Fire Up, the man with all the knowledge and all the preparation that fires up, fires up, who despite all year giving us new reasons to dislike the Paramount Eels, has become an anguillophile, an Eels lover, Chris Gale, and Redfern Pat, who's only just stopped drinking this morning after the bunnies lost almost two weeks ago. And to really bring it home, we are honoured to have with us the man that the voice of rugby league, Steve Allen, rightly calls the world greatest DJ, Stephen, no nickname, Ferris. I thought I was going to be Brett Oden. <laughs> <laughs> what a tremendous week to culminate the rugby league season. A grand final for the ages and a celebration that will keep us going for years. A post-grand final celebration that has a seriously considering change in the name of this podcast from fire up to lair up. And haven't they laid up deluxe? It's offended friend of the show, Paul Kent, who's castigated for their lack of... Class? Lack of class? Maybe. Lack of rugby league? Hell no. These aren't privileged, lily-livered, trust fund princesses born with a silver spoon in their mouth. These are working class boys raised in the mean street of Mount Druitt. Children born into struggling but loving families. Uncles... So much on Struggle Street that they've served time. Immediately before the game, as the Panthers ran out to their traditional Hell's Bells by Akadaka, the most Mitchell Mosesist Mitchell Moses called out, and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. Jerome Luai sadly hadn't been to Holy Cross Ride and had a classical education. He hadn't studied the wit and wisdom of Whitlam, so he didn't call back, it tolls for thee. Instead, he replied with actions. They weren't presented this on a platter. They earned it through hard work, sweat and blood. Their steely resolve forged and toughened in those same mean streets. Playing for their mates, their families, their communities. Playing with such discipline. So when Paul Kent wants to make comparisons with military illusions, he should be looking at them on the field. Instead, he's looking at them in their victory celebration. Apples and apples, Paul Kent! Mug rats! Nonsense! They've been so disciplined. They deserve a ying to that gang to let their hair down. A bit of R&R, the sort of things that soldiers on the Western Front got into so much trouble for. So, Chris Gale, are you with me? Let them lair, I say. Let them lair! Can I just say, can Dennis just sing that now? <laughs> Chris, what have you got? Have you joined me? Do you now love the, the, the... Have you forgiven? Have you forgiven Ivan Cleary? I've weighed up the evidence, Dennis. Mm-hmm. I've sifted through it. I've tried to put my feelings about Ivan Cleary and what he did to my very, very proud West Tigers club to one side. Mm-hmm. And I've looked very, very carefully at the achievements of this amazing Penrith football team. Mm-hmm. And the right they have to broadcast to the world 
the extent of their achievement because they are battlers, as you highlighted. They come from the mean streets. They're FTH. They're from the hood. It's a great, great, great Australian sporting story. And I am in no way with you in supporting the Penrith Panthers. I will never forgive Ivan Cleary for what he did to our club. I'll say it once. I'll say it one more time this year. He told us to get on the bus. He got off the bus at Blue Bet Stadium. And the rest, as they say... Standing penniless. Exactly. <laughs> there is nothing more rugby league than a redemption story, except for a grudge held for decades and Grudge decades trumps the, and decades. Trumps the fairy tale. It does, Redemption. It? Stephen, I, I know you're a huge fan of The Astonisher, and yeah. I don't know whether you caught Paul Kent's uh, uh, article today about Penrith. I have caught a bit of that, yes. I, I never thought I'd read in a rugby league article he was in a tent in southern Iraq brief, <laughs> briefing a patrol. So that's what went wrong. Oh, what I might find later that night, but that's what went wrong, yeah. Yeah. Is this some sort of syndrome? Post-war? Oh, you think Shock? So? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Paul Kent? Which it could be. It could. Well, I mean, I, the trouble for the journalist is that they're desperate for something to criticise, right? And they're on the outer. That's right. They're definitely on the outer. There's, the, no, there's no free lunch for them. No, the world is polarised. I mean, in a kind of simpler time, I was in the rooms uh, down at your beloved Cronulla Sharks down at Shark Park. <laughs> and there was, you know, the dearly departed Chippy Ferlingos with an arm around Martin Lang after a loss oh. and all that sort of thing. And they're sharing you know, a slice of apple and a sandwich. That doesn't happen anymore. The journos exist to write negative things about rugby league teams because they can't do them or fail to do them and so forth. You're right. Penrith on field gives journalists zero. They were rugby league perfection. Mm. So they just go to the trivia of what happened after the game, don't and, they? And Dennis, you and I have both worked most of the games to the grand final, the finals yes. themselves. And if ever I've seen one man who has displayed love for all, it's this man here, Chris Gale. He's worn every single jersey and cap that I've ever witnessed, <laughs> except, of course, the one team that won't get into the finals, which is the West Tigers. Yes. You I didn't see me in the Penrith colours, that's I even sure. thought, no. I, didn't I see you in a St. George Illawarra cap at some point? Well, Stephen, in another life, <laughs> uh, I'm actually now a card-carrying member of the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Really? That's, that's number, what, six? Yeah, well, let, let's break them down. <laughs> yeah. West Tigers. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I did feature in the little brochure. We might talk about the West Tigers lunch. Oh, we'll in the have next to talk about the, left, left the lunch. Uh, now, I am a member of your beloved Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Purely by dint of being a member of the Newtown Jets. <laughs> so there's this reverse membership that if you're a member of the feeder club, the, 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 the club that's being fed will take you as a member. Is that's that how desperate much, they much are like for the numbers. Swans determine their, their loyalty base of one million. Because if you just ticked a box, who would I support if it was going to be an AFL team? Oh, well, the City Swans, that sounds like the team I'll go for. It, it's a very, very well-worn joke, but the Cronulla <laughs> bods that came up with this idea consulted with the Sydney Roosters who do the crowd attendances <laughs> and, and uh, Creative Accounting yeah. Inc. I am a member of St. George Illawarra Dragons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm tapping out there. Lowest tier. Yeah. Oh, of course, I keep forgetting... <laughs> There's, there's, a, there's a team that's almost tantamount to irrelevant now that I have a legacy membership with as part of my community service order. And I refer, of course, no. to the, the Sydney, not Eastern Suburbs, Please. Sydney Roosters. Si- right? Not the Sydney City Roosters. Yeah. But you were wearing Parramatta. I actually was. wasn't. I actually you looked like it. Yeah, from uh, a distance. Yeah, no. Um, I was uh, looking for something suitable at the merch, but there wasn't anything that caught my eye. Mm-hmm. You so didn't I was go in, I was prepared. In, I was in my Jets. Colours, because you always get to calm the Jets when you're out yeah. there at Grand Final, a little bit of bonding. And someone actually came up to me in in uh, the introduction and said, the ground announcer is just called Stephen Ferris, the world's greatest DJ. Yeah, fair call. And well, 
one of the worlds. Well, no, I said it was no, an upgrade. He says the, yeah, the, it's yeah. singular. Rectified, it's the, was it? Yes, because yeah. the previous week, as we highlighted on in this yeah. show, South versus Penrith, sorry, Pat, uh, you were described as one of the world's greatest yes. DJs, which was a bit of a downgrade. Well, I think between that previous comment and the, well, the, the negative comment, one of, he then went off to see, I think, Glitterbox uh, in Prague, I think it was, and then he went across to Coachella and then Burning Man and realised that perhaps I wasn't one of, I was just one of the best, you know? No, nonsense. I, I <laughs> he think had some relativity. Is, it's, it's the professionalism of the voice of rugby league that he knew that the day of the big dance, yes. he needed somewhere to go. So if he's going to call you the world's greatest DJ in just a mere semi-final, he's got nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. So he's calling you one of the world's greatest yeah. DJ so that he can then Hold go over the top and exactly <laughs> keeping it dry. The world's greatest DJ on the world's greatest day of yeah. the greatest game of all. If, well done, Steve. Which had the worst ratings this century. That's, that's right. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I, I don't want to hijack the agenda here, Dennis, but if we're on the world's greatest DJ um, yep. shtick, by the way, I heard Kraftwerk. You yep. did. I heard yes. You uh-huh. did. I heard Led Zeppelin. You yep. did. But I blanked this. On the front page of The Astonisher, the hit Tom Cruise film Top Gun Maverick, which I think you were referring to earlier. and a oh, hidden, later. And a hidden pack. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Is it, I've just sent, time, a, I've sent some rift in the time vortex there. <laughs> and a hidden pack with a secret inspiration behind the Panthers' stunning premiership victory in a motivational move dreamt up at a mid-season camp by, get this, Cameron Seraldo. Each player was issued a call sign inspired by the movie. No. The no. Brian Toto post-try salute was a nod to the film after his first try. But get this, so deep was the theme ingrained of the players that officials had Danger Zone played with eight minutes. The Kenny Loggins classic, right? With eight minutes left in the grand final across the PA system at Accor Stadium. Didn't you not see the bloke with a great big bag of money come up the I was stairs going to say. Did you not see that? Are, are you... <laughs> Are you that easily bought? Well, no, Hell yeah. It's, it's, did, you, did you see how big the we, bag we, was? We call it sponsor activations, right? <laughs> I mean, you went from... Sto- DoorDash or Uber or bloody Telstra or Qantas, we don't care. You went from Stevie Wonder into <laughs> Sneaky Sound System, the picture, the Tonight Only Pictures only pi- remix. Beautiful. Hadn't bought that out for a while. So wonderful. <laughs> and then this <laughs> venal <laughs> payoff. Yeah, yeah. Lowest it, common denominator. It wasn't in my top 50 ready-to-play songs, I can tell you that, but I do have it in my collection like a lot of things that I would not brag about. <laughs> well, I've never seen the film, to be honest. Let's let's get to the game, and the most important part of the grand final day for me is always just taking that walk around the concourse and seeing the loons. And there were loons. I saw three people in Raiders jerseys. Oh, they warmed my heart. Um, but one of my favourites was pointed out to me. Uh, there's a guy who's got in the refs jersey. He's got the, the yellow referees jersey, and he's walking around with the shorts. Uh, top marks. Can for I me. make a complaint? Please. As in, in a stadium that holds 82,445, and you're looking closely for the little notices of action, the referee is probably crucial to what decisions, are, you know, what, what's determining the game. They used to wear bright pink, all bright canary yellow. Now yes. they're wearing these dark shades of uh, uh, camouflage colours, nearly. Well, there's, there was a green in the, I think they went from green in the first one. It was yellow, wasn't it? Didn't they go the yellow Ueys? I thought it was the yellow for the grand final. I well, know. I couldn't see the bugger. I've got, I've got Klein and red in my head. I can't. <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> well, I think, I think that I saw that and I was inspired. And I think the refs, yes. I think that much like the Batchies Blues, yeah. they should have, you know, horses, canaries, 
So that Jared, the, the fans of Jared Horse Maxwell all yeah. buy a bear, a bay. <laughs> is there a merch stand just for us? There should be. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. should be one. The NRL is missing a trick. You can get the TNT yeah. jersey. But some little kid is dreaming of that. Yeah, you can get the TNT jersey on, right. online, right. the, the remake. Right. Yeah. So I think a bay of referees fans who were just belly oh, well, yeah, good call. I mean, comes, yes, Ash, yes, Ash. The mental anguish of being a, a referee, we all understand. You know, They're, they're, oh, they're on watch. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and we need to encourage more of them. Absolutely. Pride in the jersey. And the referees, I can say, are friends of Fire Up, and Fire Up is the friend of the referee. We love the referees. And look, it's a working-class game, and not everyone's on a huge budget. Mm. And so if they were selling touch-judge flags oh, for I people who can't that. afford the full-size banners, yeah. you know, that. tier yeah. two. That'd be nice. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. And, and speaking of touch-judges, I have a little piece of trivia here from the grand final, and this is a cracker. 19 years ago, Scott Sattler made a cover tackle on Roosters winger Todd Byrne, mm -hmm. which was one of the most famous tackles in Rugby League Grand Final until Dylan Edwards' cover tackle on Bailey Simonson mm -hmm. on Grand Final night. Yes. Now, okay, Scott Sattler's probably decided the game in a much greater fashion than the Dylan Edwards one did. It's a middle chasing a winger as opposed to a fullback chasing a middle. Exactly. Well, oh, a ex centre, sorry. A centre. Well, he was playing on the wing. Yeah. Oh, he was playing off the bench. Still to the... To, to the, to the, the Common Reserve, it was great theatre. It oh, was yeah. a great tackle. Yeah. Now, when Scott Sadler made that tackle, the touch judge who raised his flag to adjudicate was one Glyn Henderson. Hendo. 19 years later, Dylan Edwards' tackle on Bailey no, Simpson was adjudicated saying? by Phil the Animal, Filthy Animal Henderson, <laughs> Glyn's son. No, Filthy Animal way. Henderson is Glyn's son. So is well it, done, Filthy Animal. It's some sort of force field word that he was drawing him in, drawing it him in. It may well have been. And don't you love it? You've got... The Clearies. Oh. Yeah, the dynasties. You've got Father the Arthurs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Father and son. Yeah. You've got the Barneses in the entertainment. Yeah. Father and son. And you've got the Hendos in the referees' ranks. Too Father good. and son. And never the twain shall cross. I mean, very few rugby league players, there's been a few flirtations, but very few have made a successful career in music. Yeah. Uh, very few have come from music into rugby league, yeah. Cody Simpson style, and no referees ever become football players. No, oh, but but football players have become I know, referees. I know, I know. Luke Phillips, dot, dot, dot. Diamond. Henry, Henry Perinara, I know. Look, we all think about pressure Henry jobs. Octopus. Being a referee would be a really pressured job. No. Don't you think? <laughs> no, they've got all that technology now, Stephen. Oh, I mean, I'd love to see you out there, Chris. Ashley Klein's a passenger. Can I put forward my idea one more time, but I've changed, I've modified it, that there should be an, an, an indemnity, sorry, not a, a liability-free clause that says, I want to be the wildcard football player and run on for five minutes, and I'll donate ten thousand dollars to charity, and just see the bastard get squashed. Mm. But put them in the women's game. How good would that be? So you're you're saying <laughs> someone could give ten thousand dollars to charity? The average working class person. So it could be a woman too. To essentially spoil get, a no, grand no, final, get destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all we get tax, so actually playing, or because yeah, five minutes on the field just to see what it feels like. Why can't they just... Because they used to have the, the teams that weren't playing had the 100-metre dash yes. to find who was the fastest player not playing Best part in of the, the day. grand final. It was fantastic. Yeah. Why couldn't you just have... You, you pays your money and you signs your waiver yeah. and someone comes and tackles you. Just that. Just that. Just so that. The, imagine the theatre of that. You'd Obviously, you know, you'd want to have the ambulance standing <laughs> yes, by it. Exactly. Someone there to collect <laughs> this, your ribs and teeth. This is but it would be even funny in the women's game, wouldn't it? <laughs> Well, that's what happened at um, Seabus Stadium earlier this year when that woman was tackled. Oh yeah, she's, by the security yeah, guard. Yeah. That was and she, great. And she went fair cop, and, and she, she went fair cop, yeah, yeah. and she got up and played on. It, Should I take my top off or not? She said, "Exactly." Ah, oh, look, I'm sensible. Yeah, there is um uh, a little bit of reality to this. The great sports writer George Plimpton, uh, Plimpo, wrote a uh, piece called Paper Lions, 
He was like following Muhammad Ali a lot. Correct. He? Yeah. he and Norman Mailer are yeah. at ringside in the Rumble in the Jungle and, gotcha. and are agape as Foreman is floored by Ali. He wrote an article doing preseason training with the Detroit Lions and they made a movie of this starring Alan Alder as George Plimpton and they ran in a preseason game and he got to be quarterback <laughs> and he ran this play and sort of sigh through and scored a touchdown. He goes, oh my God, I've actually learned something <laughs> and against these players... I've actually achieved something. Turns around, they're all laughing. Right, and this is the humbling power of, of sport overwriting. That's right. Because I mean, Alan, they both had the fringe. They're very waspish, you know. Yeah. And he was probably better than you know, educated at Harvard or Oxford or somewhere, you know. But all it takes is a good run on the footy field, and you, you was, just, uh... was one of them the one that had the the thing on the head came from the hair of a donkey? Was that was that one of them? I can't answer that question. Can't can't answer answer that question. No, no. Look, we, I mentioned before the the woman, the the pitch invader. <laughs> And another grand final highlight was mm. the pitch invader. Yes. Ran on and took off some of the sponsorship from around yeah. the post. The and Telstra ran... sponsorship, that's now, right. Did you, did you notice how elusive he was? Yeah. He, he kept getting away. And that's away. carrying a three kilogram chain around his neck. Did you know that? He was, he's from Fireproof Australia. Yeah, so they're the crowd that sits on the spit bridge. Um, yes. And, and makes a very important political message. And did you see this, Stephen? Yeah, yeah. Because the play was down the other end. My, my professional role was to watch the football. <laughs> yes. All I was doing was watching this clown with a padlock trying to get himself straight. Right. Clowns. And, and, and I wasn't <laughs> agile enough, agile enough to recognise. I thought it was a protest against Telstra, you know, because like, no, he no, stripped no. the Telstra cladding off the, the Confused the for optics, right? Then the he was intending to chain himself to the goalpost. Yes. And what Until the data was safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was employed by Optus. Yes. Right? No, to, to I wasn't. But I'm, but I'm telling you, it's such a pity he wasn't chained. Oh. Because the game now with all those endless captain's challenges sponsored by oh. Butterberg Rum kicks out over two hours. We'd still be there. Who, who would have a pair of bolt cutters? I mean, somebody somewhere would have them. Oh, there would be one there. But I can tell you, while. it's interesting you said you weren't agile enough. It's interesting the way that he got away from the... Yeah. Um, the players, because it's just breaking as we make this podcast that the man from Fireproof Australia, not fi- which which I think we can say is is a supporter of Fire Up, and we're a supporter <laughs> of them. That man, oh, I'm a great supporter of him. God, I love him. That was former Raiders half, former part of the Supermax. That was Mark McClendon. You're kidding me. That was Mark McClendon running out there. No way. On, it was. It was dead set. Mark McClendon running out there. Yeah. And I have a a secret message here. <laughs> From said McClendon. Not well. Who's, who is yes, his partner? But, yes, but Mc- not to me. It was the, it was the coach. Is this Cappy, is... Cappy McFadden? McFadden, right? Wow. Now, I was relaxed throughout. I think I was relaxed because I believed I was there for the right reasons. If I was more successful, I reckon they would have come down hard on me. I spent around ninety minutes with the cops, and we really got along well. <laughs> they were probably relieved not to have to deal with someone drunk or high or violent. I'm banned for a year. And I got a fine that was on the smaller end of the range. Oh. That, by the way, is a speech directly taken from when someone's kicked out of The Bachelor. Uh, but yeah. uh, and I'm sorry, what was his message? What was his what was he highlighting? That, that fireproof Australia, the mob who are unhappy about climate change yes. and the fact that we aren't ready, yes. we are in a, a, a land ravaged. Yeah, the ones by that have done the truck stops and the etc. Et yeah. Do you ravaged remember? Uh, he made a mistake for the Raiders once, and he got a no, he, he got a talking since. to behind the. Try line? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that by Mullo, was it? It was Mullo. Mullo really gave did it he to g- Did they bring him in to yeah, in the dry store? Brett Mullins did a negotiation. <laughs> to have a chat with the, him. The interesting thing was it was down the end, and it, the end I was sitting uh, somewhat up in the sky, not like the beautiful positions that you all had. <laughs> <laughs> and the Channel 9 live desk, 
Gus, who's you know didn't even get to do his pregame speech, was given to Billy Slater. Right, it's tough times for Gus. He sat there on his own the whole time. Yep. And so when the security took said McClendon past Super Mac, there was a there was an exchange, and I thought it was an exchange about climate change mm. and you know what the data was. But obviously Gus has recognised him, right? And Gus and he is goes, going, "Look, we need a half. Hey, you're yeah. still you're still clearly light <laughs> on your feet. He's he wearing the boots, the dogs. The dogs yeah, he goes, right? he goes. You see Kyle Flanagan? We're in the market. <laughs> So he turned up in his footy boots. Like, he was wearing footy boots to run up. Can you imagine his neighbours, though, in the seas going, what's he doing with a chain and a paddle? What's going on here, you know? Normally people are pulling out a, 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 a Bundy and Coke or something. I, I, I posted a picture of Gus with the, the statement uh, which said, everyone knows I built this right, referring to the, <laughs> Penrith, the Penrith thing. Dynasty. But seriously, you know, they said that the loneliest human in recorded history oh. was Michael Collins. Up yeah. at Apollo 11 oh, as it went so around the dark side, side of the moon. moon. Who Could you get any lonelier? That was how Gus looked like right. there yeah. at the Channel 9 desk on his own on yeah. grand final night. Yeah. It was it was, it was was upsetting. I, I didn't have Pink Floyd ready. <laughs> <laughs> I wished I had. As the camera pans. <laughs> of course, for Penrith, you played money, Damn. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I've got some notes here. And Chris, you, you're claiming in your notes that Dawes' second try was controversial. Well... Notice that we haven't mentioned the football at all, maybe with the exception of that tackle of Edwards, Alan um, Simonson, old wingnut himself. Um, Bailey's corner yeah, is still he, ringing from being pulled well, by Cameron thing, Smith. You know, he, he said, I heard a pop, so he thought he dislocated his shoulder. It was his ears finally popping <laughs> several years after Cameron Smith had tweaked them. Sorry, Cameron Smith had tweaked them. So just to be close to detail, Cameron got both his ears or one ear? He got both. And just, just gave just him one. a good solid 360 twist, right? Yeah, total. So they've Jeez. just finally got in equilibrium. Is there any lack lower? No. <laughs> well, no. actually, there is, and it was done by Penrith by a certain player who played in Grand Final Day and got a ring, who kicked poor old Tom Starling in the family jewels. Yes, I, yes, I did. That's a low act. Oh, it what, doesn't what, get much. How was he lower, described? I believe he was described as a weak, gutted dog. dog. And then Jerome Luai referred to him as my nerd, right? My Which, ner- because, I believe so. Because there's a, there's talk of factions in Penrith. Mm. Which is the cool guys and the not so cool guys, the Julios and the nerds. It's yep. not down racial lines, is it? I hope. No, not at all. Mm. And there was a picture of Jerome Luai and Jamin Salmon, and uh, on Instagram, uh, uh, it had been posted by Luai, my nerd, you know, saying I'm trying to be inclusive here, and yes. then it's been blanked out. Yes. So, so he's adopted him, so to speak. It, yeah. Might not have actually been nerd. It wasn't nerd. No, it might have been a racial slur. So it was another N word. Oh, it might have been that and one, deleted is, soon. And it's a little more problematic than nerd, <laughs> yeah. I believe. Yeah. Historically, straight out of Samaria. And, Samaria's, and right? does that, does yeah. that word apply in all races that are not Anglo-white? Oh, now you're really getting <laughs> really into really the troubles, David. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's move on, shall we? <laughs> let's move on. Simply says no, but um, there was just so little footy controversy. Yeah. The one moment was so you're the obstruction. For one. It was the obstruction, and it was the defensive read and, by yes. Mitchell. Yes, he Moses, the most on, Mosesist Mitchell on Moses. Army kickout, and the referees had ruled that kickout had gone through the gap, and then Moses had made a defensive. Leapt at him, right? And I, you know, went back and of course watched all the replays and whatever, and expected it to be divided as always on media lines. So Channel Nine, they're absolutely furious. That's an obstruction. Then I heard Cooper Cronk on Fox, and he goes, "No good decision by the referee." But it was all torn up last night on 360. They all thought it was a bad call. Did yeah, Andrew Johns thought it was a ridiculous rule, didn't he? Decision. Yeah. <laughs> all well, year long, they say. All year long, and now they've changed it. But the issue when you watch it is that he's actually dived back. He could have gone straight through. Mitchell has dived back to well, get the contact. Kickout did actually Mitchell swerve has... to get through the gap. So mutual went... responsibility. 
But the, 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 the definition of obstruction was Mitchell Moses looked up and all he could see was kick out. And that's a fair obstruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of kick out. Look, Where's he playing saw, next year? Mm, woof, woof. Oh, yeah, okay. I saw you in deep conversation with Arlen Tung. Oh. In the very same position, we'll get to that, that oh, kick out came up to say and give a hug to a couple of his family mates the game before, the week before. Yeah. He is a massive unit. He's very large. And the, th- the thing about Kikau, which, which constantly amazes me, is in the on-field interviews, we have a microphone and the interviewer will talk into the microphone and then put it to Kikau's mouth and he goes, oh, he thinks he's all like right. Like that is it. It's so soft. It. How such an enormous creature yeah. can have such a tiny, tiny noise. Mike Tyson. It's yeah, common. M- maybe. Maybe it is. I Look don't know. at me speaking very softly. But yes, he does speak Enormous very softly. Unit. So Alan Tung, yes. Oh, I was, my heart was going pitter-patter. <laughs> so you've got a day. What a Raiders day. Alan Tung, yeah. Mark McClendon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all happening. I saw James, I, James Graham coming back with six beers in his, in his arms near the end of the game. Did he have, did he have a piece of Billy's ear in his mouth <laughs> still? <And> was <laughs> he was on air. That's illegal. After, I think. Yeah, just solve that problem. <laughs> can I can I say uh, as a punter, like unlike you gentlemen who were employed, and then Pat of course was working, and you were down off-site. with the people in the in the cheap seats. I was I actually very unfamiliar. I was with my mate Chris. Pete Collar, and uh, we met a charming Eagles woman, fan. Megan, who said, "I've gone against tradition because uh, it's been thirty six years since we last won." And my family's at home. We always watch it together. But my boss had a ticket. He was a South fan. Sorry, Pat. So she gave me a ticket. And I said, how are you confident? She goes, I'm very confident. Um, So we all suffered together. But there was one bit of joy for me, and that was in the pregame introductions, Ivan Cleary was roundly booed (laughs) by that crowd, which means I feel like I'm getting some Is that the best you can take out of that? Uh, Well, yeah, pretty much. Mr. Nesso didn't do it for you. Mahalia didn't do it for you. A-Girl didn't do it for you, obviously. Anybody else I can name? Barnsley. Diesel and Barnsley. John Teske, Diesel. Josh Teske, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Emma Donovan was there and both. Yeah. So none of that moved you, moved the needle at all? No. 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 Well, all it was was moved... Nathan Cleary. Ivan Cleary. Because oh, Cleary Ivan, Ivan was on the field afterwards and there were tears. He was there bobbing were, like a baby. There were tears. And he broke. But he did a little bit of stand-up. Did, were you, did you forgive him when he did the stand-up? Well, the presses were pretty much wastelands as well, but Ivan, he's always got a zinger or two. Oh. What's the secret to staying up for three years? I would just say one day at a time. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the road to success and moving from Mount Everest to Maverick. I think we should because, I mean, there's really nothing else that happened during the game that's worthy of comment, is it? It's really everything that happened afterwards, isn't it? It is. Oh. And let, let's start. Let's get right amongst that with the whole, like, the para being their, their sons, their children. That was, that was a wonderful bit. Did you follow that, Stephen? No. So the there's this sort of narrative that Penrith is Parramatta's little brother. Oh, the little since, brother thing. The big, since 1967. Daddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be familiar with your little brother, Cronulla, your much beloved Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Hate him. Right. But I'd never go out and say, we hate Cronulla after winning. Yeah, and you wouldn't chant it over and over, over again? I'd be focused on my own team, you know? That, that I think, is... Uh, well, well yeah. as James Fisher-Harris was when he said, we, we are the best Penrith team there's ever been. Yeah. <laughs> Which, no, and then followed that up with no disrespect for the other teams that have won grand finals for Penrith. Hard We're to argue, though, isn't ever. it? Three grand finals in a row, two wins. Yeah, you know... Well, they, they did have two grand finals in a row and only one win in the 90s. Yeah, so there so you go. I guess they are. It's they a results-driven game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 
So um, for for mine, the the daddy thing comes from uh, Jerome Luai during the week saying we'll show who's that we're the daddy. Yes, yes. And then of course he's posted pictures saying yeah. daddy loves you. Because you know if you follow you know politics, which I know you all do, they talk about investing in the West. They talk about bringing up the heart of Sydney. It's always Parramatta. Yes. The money doesn't go straight to Penrith. It goes. It stops at Parramatta. You know, new museums and galleries and mm. light rails and you name it. They've been left in the cold. I mean, it's a pretty rust bucket stadium they've got, and I know they promised a new one, but it really Will is, as happen? I said, driving there for the first game, um, you were there, Dennis. Oh, yes. And driving up that eucalypt uh, sort of flat field and, and seeing, you know, barbecues galore and, uh, you know, Nick's garlic. And then Hooters. You know, and Hooters. Hooters. I mean, really, we're talking yeah. top level, top well, shelf. To me, we're talking, Penrith reminds me, and they would hate this, absolutely hate this, the outer baby boom suburbs of Canberra. Yeah, right. it, it just looks like it, like you're saying, the Eucalypt yes. streets, the the wide verges. It's yeah. very much like, and the and the building style is post federation. It's like 1960s Canberra. Yeah. But we're saying, <laughs> so we're, let, let's go on to the Battle of the West. But before we do, let's go to the song. Make it up for a second. No, that was that. That was reals. Um, so I guess I should just I should just mention it's hardly a promo because it's done. But I had rugby league the musical last last week, and uh, boy, there was some alumni there. There were some wonderful nights. You were there on the Tuesday night. Tuesday night. And Monday night was the wonderful one where I had Ashley Klein in the crowd. Did wow. You? Really? And Ashley Klein was sitting there and he actually got a phone call during it from one Jared Horse Maxwell to tell him he had the grand final. And that was at half time in the show. Was there a noise? <laughs> no, there was nothing. He no, just he not just, even a whistle? Not even a whistle. Well, there was a whistle in the show. He didn't he didn't bring his whistle. He didn't start to go, he was in he was in plain clothes. Yeah. He was calm. But Ash Did he um, laugh? 
He did. He did. Ash loved it. What, what, do you know what That's got the, the, the best laugh for him? Well, I, I think when he was named for the seventh time in one of the songs because all the refereeing <laughs> controversies. Coincidentally, Ash has had all the big games this year. Yeah. The big games are where you get the big controversies. Of course. Ash has been... I'll tell ref- you where he's laughing when they made reference to his work in the bunker of West Tigers versus North Queensland Cowboys. <laughs> he was going, yeah. With the Arthur Kapoa escort. That's when he was laughing. That was him. Did Kapoa, well, I wasn't laughing. Did Kapoa change his line? I did go up to him afterwards and have a chat to him and he says, yeah. And I said, I kind of... I didn't realise until... Until I'd actually done the show, how many times I named you, and he says, "Yeah, I was listening to that, going, boy, I've had a, had a pretty shit year, haven't I?" <laughs> but yet, and he said that knowing he had the grand final, but he kept that close to his. Chest and who was stash. he with? Was he with a partner? Uh, he was no, he was there with um, Flying Solo, Gavin Funky Reynolds, oh, yeah. uh, former referee, now referee's coach, Steve yeah. Spud Carroll, former referee, now Is referee's right? coach, Todd. The Shermanator Smith, current referee. Great season, I thought, for yeah. the Shermanator. The Shermanator was fantastic. I think he's an yeah. up-and-comer. Him and Joey Is Atkins. Is he the, 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 the ranger? Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. him. The Shermanator. Bluey. Yeah, we don't. yeah, thank you. And, and Joey, <laughs> Joey, Joey was going to come on the Wednesday, but because he'd been drafted in his uh, bunker for the grand final, he had to go to the Delhi M's. Can I tell you the celebrities who were there the night I was there? In Peck, New Orleans? Yeah, Chris Gale. No. no. Um, and Who's number one? Come on. Yet again, I got head taped like he, he threw a dummy and again I got the zero and someone came up and says can I take your photo I said oh it's another fire up phone he goes no I just want a photo of the cut price zero <laughs> um, no, number one Bonnie Sampson Bonnie like, like, number one top of the tree galaxies ahead of everyone else all the else. boys bow down but we had uh, ex-NRL stars or maybe slightly before the NRL we had Donnie McKinnon Donnie McKinnon who appeared on screen urinating on Suncor Stadium yeah. beautiful Kiwi legend Mark Ryan oh, the great North Sydney terrifying lock forward uh, from the ABC crew, we had Andrew Moore. We had Michael Carianas, who was head taped as Dr. Wow. George Paponis. Yeah. We had Johnny Gibbs, who was head taped as Jeff Tuvey. Yeah. Prince of Brookvale. Um, <laughs> had a terrific chat with Warren Smith, and we agreed that Volandis has got to change his attitude. The next media deal, Fox has to be able to call the grand final live. Yes. Uh, rather than off tube. And uh, Paul Kent was there. Head taped as Peter Sterling, which got the biggest laugh of the night. Right, just the look of it. Yes. So did Gibbsy do Tuvey? Did he do twos? He just laughed and laughed Did and he? laughed. Yeah, yep. yeah. There was also, on Wednesday, there was um, Shiggy Shaklas Radamski. And wow. having Zbigniew in the crowd, that was a that was a real honour. Mm. And I can also say Roy, I'm not going to say his surname because of his age, but Roy, who is this year's finest referee in the North Sydney district, finest junior referee, well done, Roy. Okay. So <laughs> good night was had by all. It was great fun. But that, that was followed up. So that was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Wednesday. I vaguely remember about a year or so ago, you have, contemplating like putting it all to bed. It's no good. I'm a, it's a failure. I'm lost. What do I do now? Any new ideas, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. You know. Got the dead horse out, gave it a whip. <laughs> <Get> it <away>. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that followed up on Friday, went to the West Tigers grand final lunch. And this had for me uh, one highlight. This was the highlight, one of the highlights of the year and an absolute zinger from... <sighs> Timmy Sheens. I love Timmy Sheens. Yeah. Timmy Sheens up on stage with Dave Ferner. Dave Ferner, who still looks like he could run around. Very You are fit. a fan, aren't you? Dave Ferner. Oh, God, I love Dave Ferner. But there was Timmy Sheens, and Timmy Sheens was saying, yeah, I did say at the end of the year, I said to my wife, well, you know, at least we've hit rock bottom. You know, at least we can't go any lower. Yes, but then, you can. But then his wife has said to him, no, 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 Peter Volandis has invested in a little digger, and he's yeah. dug out the yeah. rock, They've, and he's underneath the bar's you, gone lower. and now you can come <laughs> 17th next year. You can come 17th. Is Mr. Sheen Polish going to do the job? I don't know. I think he is. I think he is. I shook yeah. his hand and he promised me he would. Yes. Stephen, I know you. He comes, he comes with a rag in one hand and a can in the other. That's right. And we did post on uh, the Fire Up and Blow Out Deluxe a picture of Sheen's with um, three very attractive oh, ladies. A bevy of babes. Oh, yes. Mr. Sheen. Yes, his, his assistant coaches. And um, we played that out earlier did this you? year. And 
Uh, Stephen, I know you're a fan of the jerseys, and Dennis obviously making a thinly veiled reference to the Redcliffe Dolphins. Yes. Have you seen their home jersey? Yes, I imagine. I thought it was red and white, or a funny shade of red, nearly an orange red, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, is it like with... a fire engine red, a, car, a Carmen Miranda orange? Carmen Miranda orange, I love that. It's, it's got a bit of show to it, hasn't it? And then there's the shiny gold, or not so shiny, depending on what sort of fabric it's put well, on. Well, people, are, people are calling it vanilla Coke. Vanilla Coke. Mm. That's great. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but because um, it is technically... Sour creams nearly, you know. Technically, it's a beige. It's yeah. not the off-white. It's, it's not, not the, the bone. It's, it's not the sour cream. It's, it's not gold. Beige, right. It is actually beige. Right, right, right. And boy, doesn't beige have a lot of wonderful connotations of ordinariness. Yeah. It's but kind of the colour of all those buildings in Bondi along Campbell Parade. It's that sort of yellow. Uh, yeah, that's oh, attractive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so Sheen's is aiming above 16 then. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, what about Benji? He, he'll just be attracting talent, would, would you say? Well, Benji creates a narrative because everybody likes and, him. And let's point out, Benji wasn't actually there. No, he was at the President's Cup golf, which had actually finished about four days earlier, so I thought that was a fairly thin excuse. And, and I, I did have some... It was one of the bevy of babes that was behind Sheensy actually said, oh, you know, if he's playing golf, no, no, he was spectating. He wasn't watching. He was spectating. No, but I've, I've said publicly before, the great thing about Sheens is that in the player market, like Isaiah Papalihi, God bless him, despite being kicked by Jerome Luai during the game, allegedly, has confirmed he's, dog act right there. he's coming to the Tigers. For the existing players, Benji is well-liked and very popular. Yes. And then for young juniors coming through, when they're approached to come play for the Tigers and they get to meet Benji, they go, I'm in. I can't believe it. I've met the celebrity apprentice, and he also used to play football. That's right. Yeah. Did you know that? No. <laughs> I am going to say one more thing about Rugby League the Musical, and I'm going to blow my trumpet because this is one of my greatest achievements. You love to inspire kids. You love to inspire people to, to do work, creative work, this artistic actually work. talking. No, this is, this is me talking. Right. You love to inspire the kids, and I've inspired a kid to go out and write some parodies about Rugby League, and that just warms my heart. You know who that kid is? Your son? No, he hates it. Paul Kent. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Kent has come out and started writing parodies about rugby. That is true. And I'm, I'm Kenty, the invite's there. Join the show. Yeah. I'd love to have you on board. He's done a pastiche about the concussion debate. So, you know, he actually covers serious matters as opposed to your frippery. Uh, to the tune of Bob Dylan's Who Killed Davey Moore. We might just grab a little bit of it now if we can. Is this Kenty? This is Paul Kent. What's the reason for? Not I, said the referee. Don't point your finger at me. I could have stopped it in the eighth and kept him from his tragic fate, but the crowd would have booed, I'm sure. Are you kidding me? That really is good. Wow. It's terrific. It sounds a lot like the original by Bob Dylan. It's better than Bowie's Bob Dylan, isn't it? 100%. You got some competition there, Dennis. Look out. Well, I know Warren Smith's keen to have a go. Yes. He's not scared. Haven't we always said you need some assistance like the meter maids? The one I really want is Joey Atkins. Joey Atkins likes to play guitar. This is that referee, Grant Atkins. Oh, he's, right. He put, and during COVID, he put a few clips up of himself playing guitar. So that will, that will be a real coup to get him to come up and actually sing the referee's okay. victory song. Capital Theatre beckons. <laughs> state. I want state. the state. Yeah. <laughs> Not the lyric. No. So the haters are hating. The haters are hating. They're out, of course. And, of, and, and, and we know this, this disconnect between what we consider to be sort of humble brothers in arms, working class boys from families of you know, other lands, etc., coming ah. together, bonding and sticking together, and suddenly they blow it all as soon as the whistle's blown, correct? 
Right, and if you're talking That's about the narrative. people hating my team, you just give me a little bit of a window of opportunity here, Stephen. Yeah. Let's hear it. Because there was a little bit more hate directed at the Tigers. Happy Coruscant, was it? It was Happy Coruscant. Did you hear was about that this? Was really so bad, Chris? Are well, you that sensitive? Well, I, I want to put it into a bit of a context. So we've had the uh, Who's Your Daddy stuff from yeah. uh, Jerome Lua. You can call us Daddy. Now Daddy Loves You. You had James Fisher-Harris. I just want to say that Para are our sons. Uh, they got the crowd into a We Hate Para chat, which was the other chant, which was the other highlight I thought of the grand final. They actually, the Penrith they section of the crowd did chant yeah, We yeah. Hate Para. Do they really? They did. No, but do they really? I don't. I I mean, don't it's a bit silly, I, isn't I it? I suspect they don't. I suspect it's silly and it's joyous it's and it's theater. frivolous and it's frippery, yeah. as Chris was saying of my show. And he went on to say uh, other things, and then um, Appy Corso had a bit of a stinger. Now I agree with you. It's a bit like Dane Laurie wearing the Penrith jumper in the victory celebrations yeah. last year. There's nothing to it. You, you've had a big night. You're playing and up to your boys. he's telling the truth. Yeah. But he's also... He's sitting, <laughs> Steady. Like, but they're set up because he's got three premiership rings. And he's yeah. holding up all three. Now, they're all from different teams, aren't yes. they? No, no, uh, yes, they are. They're all from no, different no, no, teams. No, no, no. One from South, two for Penrith. Two for Penrith. Okay, so he's got three premiership rings. And one of his mates goes... Well, you won't be winning any of those. Any of those. You don't win those at the Tigers. I'm named Penrith official. And apparently, uh, Lee has come out and said, we have contacted management. So we'll be putting these sorts of questions if we ever had the opportunity to talk to Lee. And, <laughs> but there is something that really, really did outrage me. Oh, no. Right. Oh, Jesus. So this, of course, was James Fisher-Harris goes, you know, I just want to say, para our sons, right here, right now, that's a fact. As I said last night, we are the greatest Penrith team ever. No disrespect. <laughs> and this ability for Penrith to show disrespect, I don't see any disrespect in that comment. I mean, James Fisher-Harris just says we're the best ever. Good luck to him. Fact. But, Statistics. But get this. Oh, no. Referring to his own battle with illness during the year, said super coach Ivan Cleary said... Oh, no. When I got the blood clots, it was a bit of a scare, but I was in good hands. I had the best nurse in Australia, my wife, Beck, looking after me, so I was okay. Now, listen, that's Cleary. Nice. That's lovely. That is a huge overstatement. Wow. How can you confidently say that your wife is the best nurse in Australia? Do you what have are her the qualifications? Statistics? This is the hubris that I hate about Penrith. This is why I'm unhappy. So you can't even go down to the point where he's going to lose a leg and you're still hating him. James, she did a marvellous yeah. job. Look at him. And, and James Fisher-Harris has the t- statistics to back it up, as we said. Yeah. Three grand finals, two wins, yeah. back-to-back. That's That makes them the greatest, statistically, the greatest Penrith team. Does he have the statistics to back up that his wife is, is the, the best he, he, nurse we ever? Have, we have one piece of data, which is that one he survived sample. blood clots. Purely clocks. subjective. One. Right, correct. There's now, a lot of good now, nurses out there, Ivan. A lot of good nurses that you've offended. Chris, I might be getting back on. <laughs> I might be getting back. <laughs> little Appy. Yes. Now, we all remember his little uh, detour during COVID restrictions up in Queensland, right? Well, he had a Where visitor. A young, a young lady was escorted in and then out. Right? For which he didn't get punished. Right. right. No sanctions. And then, and then I think the, the girl who was turfed out has come back to bite him, correct? She's gone on social media saying, Amy, say hello to Amy for me, you know. A bit of business happening at Paris. Oh, is it? So he's a little bit like the block of cheese, isn't he? There's is, a certain troublesome quality is she, to him. Is, or... <laughs> is she a Tigers fan? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, she followed to the Tigers. So this was it. She was prepared we'll to lurking, stay in the background. the toilets at the Tigers. Until he sniggered on stage at Blue Bet Stadium yesterday. <laughs> I don't know. I'm telling you, I want Carousel. So I want he Papali. says, just to go out and highlight that, it's pretty incredible. And I'll probably do the same thing at the Tigers. Not even a boom. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Poor old Tigers. And you're hoping, aren't you, Chris? I'm, I'm praying. <laughs> yeah.
that little sneaky filler. Can we briefly talk about the Dally M's? Let's talk about the Dally Dennis, M's. What, the other what big a event. night of nights that was. I didn't see any of it because I was, uh, it was doing a show. As always, pretty much Dollars Dishworld. A beautiful speech by Nico Hines when he told his, I think it was his nieces or nephews, yeah. If you're watching, go to bed. I mean that you know that's up Warms there. Warms your heart. He, he was the highlight, though, wasn't he? He was. Like the, the rest of the footy players, you can tell they just don't buy into it. No. Yeah. They get dressed up because they have to. They turn up because they want to win something. They want to see their name up there. But they yeah. really don't show any enthusiasm. So, but, mm. but you know, the go to bed joke is up yeah. there with <laughs> rugby league as the national sport of Papua New, New Guinea. Guinea and uh, Boone halfback Jesse Southwell is only 17 years old. But in a in an evening that was a little bit devoid of entertainment, the one speech that got a bit of uh, love because it had a bit of zest to it, was, of course, the oh. successful coach of the year for the North Queensland Cowboys. Wasn't he terrific? Todd Payton. And uh, it was referred to in the Astonisher uh, that Todd had a bit of a zinger, and we have audio of it now. Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. I like to play with things a while before annihilation. Pathetic Earthlings! Who can save you now? Sorry, sorry, no, that was from uh, earlier. And can I say, the really big thing was he never once mentioned Dean Young. Well, you heard, never gave him credit. He said heard, his team. You heard him talking to Dean Young on that audio. That was obviously audio from a training session. And that earlier was in Dean the year. Young saying, right. this is, I mean, this we, is we, we just hit the wrong button. Here is the actual zinger from Todd Payton. There's only a few things that are going to hold us back. It's either our attitude, injury, bounce of the ball, the referee's calls. And um, <laughs> we. Serious? Is that what stands for comedy these days? Uh, that, was, that was that was a zinger, and I suspect that was canned laughter pumped through by Fox. But um, one of the tropes of the success of the Cowboys this year was that it was expect the unexpected, which is up there with rugby league as the national sport of Papua New, New Guinea, Guinea and yeah. go to bed kids. And one of the things was that at random times the players would get a ding on their phone. If um, Isaac Tongo, of course, was for the Cowboys wouldn't work because he's still got a flip phone. doesn't have a smartphone. <laughs> uh, and they had to run up Castle Rock. Is it Castle Hill? Castle, oh, it's Castle Hill. Right, and to, to get fit. And people go, wow, it was really tough. There was a really, really heavy fitness regime. Well, we've got a little bit of audio of Ming the Merciless himself discussing with Dean Young mm. what it's going to be like for the Cowboys next year. After the earthquakes and tidal waves, they won't be quite the human beings you remember. They'll be more tractable, easier for you to rule in the name of Ming. You mean slaves? <laughs> Let's say they'll be satisfied with less. <laughs> Expect the Cowboys to go two better in and, 2023. And can I ask this question? I don't. When, when Parramatta got through, I didn't believe that they were the second best team. Who do you think was the second best team? Well, the Raiders, obviously, they were dudded. But uh, if, if you're going to take, <laughs> take that, if, if you're going to take them out, you'd, you'd probably say Ming's boys. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, if, if, I think they were dudded. Yeah, if we, if we there was a forward mean, pass forward there, pass. and they, they can't complain about. Reason. They would have put up more of a fight. Can I they? Think. Com- do, do you think the Cowboys have any leg to stand on as far as complaining about referees' decisions? Chris Gale, not one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> not not even a toe. Uh, look, look. I think Parramatta had I don't know easy side of the draw. However, it worked. But I, in a rare moment of football speak, mm. I actually think the second best team was the Sydney Roosters. <laughs> and if things had gone a little bit differently... And, this, and this, is, this is a paid... Uh, that, that, uh, they, they is had is the this g- part of your community service 
Order. No, that you had to put his hand in your back somehow. No, no, I believe they had the list. You have to give love and the to the roosters. This is Stephen oh, Gorey nod. What's going on here? You haven't watched yet. <laughs> <laughs> Can I also say of the whole finals run, the Allianz game with South and Roosters was the best oh, game of the whole yeah. run. Yeah, good. You couldn't have that every week, but boy, it was nice to yeah, have it just it once in a beauty, while. It was a beauty, wasn't it? It was a cracker. And again, Ashley Klein. Ashley Klein was a referee. As I said, for all those Roosters fans saying he lost control, no. He kept control. JWH was cutting sick. He had to go. As I said, that game under the auspices of the Dark Overlord, Peter Volandis, we're turning us in a rugby union because they've done a bad deal for the rugby league, so they want to give Nine some money for their investment uh, in the mm-hmm. Australian rugby union because there were seven sin bins, five HIAs, oh. and 107 and laps. in the grand final, not one sin bin? No. No, not no. one. Well, it's the centrepiece, right? He sort of... Donnie's little bit of couch. Who does love, uh, the crowd loves a send off. It's for the fans. And yeah. the DJs love and a send off. The DJ had a run. the opportunity. Exactly. Now, and you were saying such time words about Peter Volandi's. Uh, I was, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He exudes charm, doesn't he? <laughs> now, Toddy Payton also said another thing. I think this is it's becoming the new cliche, which is that the way they like to play is you win the game early and you score the points late. True. This is the old ver- This is the new version of you win the middle, then you spread it out wide. So he said that, and he said it all week. And also, um, the problem was the Eels had the same idea. You win the game early and you score the points late. You're heading to a song here, aren't what you? What they failed to do, though, not, no, I'm not, but what they failed to do was they failed to win the game early and they scored their points late. Yeah, so, so they, they got, got one of the two, yeah. just not the one that really yeah, yeah. mattered, which was the winning the game. So Brad Arthur needs some help there. But while we've got Stephen here, yes. I think, Pat, you had a little bit of... Well, Oh, there's a new Acor did, had the facelift this year, so we've had people talking about it. We all noticed it ourselves mm. that the DJ was playing different stuff. So the one that got us was uh, every game would play everybody knows. Okay, this for South games for any games at any Acor, game, any Acor, games at Acor, right? Acor, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so this one is from when the Manly played whoever they played. I don't know. Olakwatu scored, and this is post. Him having the week off for the jerseys. He pinned it down cleanly as well. And Manly are back in front. Yeah, just that soft touch there. They can mix their, their kicking game Abba, up pretty well. Abba for one of the fellows who, who didn't like the rainbow jersey. <laughs> wow. So he was, in fact, that was... It was I, one of the diversity seven. One of the seaside seven, yeah. yeah I, I could think of something more colourful. Yeah. Somewhere over the rainbow. So, uh, okay. Yep, I mean, yep. you know, nice. if you really want to make it obvious. <laughs> Look at that. Immediately or, he comes or, up with it. Did you hear? Or, well, we did notice Or that Kermit the Frog, Rainbow Connection. Kermit. Well, Kermit goes green, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He does, yeah. No, I think somewhere over the rainbow. Just, yeah. I, I did actually fantasise that. Judy Garland, week. come on. I did fantasise that week <laughs> singing, Somewhere over the rainbow. Because they were over the rainbow, those seven. Yeah, they were. <laughs> but I decided against it. Boys keep swinging. Um, <laughs> but then we, we did, just to get your <laughs> thoughts good. before we let you go, yeah. we did this person. It was funny sort of the first time usually. Uh-oh. But then there was a lot of stuff. That, so there was a game where like the Bulldogs were getting flogged. Yeah. And they scored a try at the end. It's like, what's going on? There was a guy went down from like a swinging arm. A guy got sent off and it was like, all you need is love. Yeah. So we ended up getting a bit too on the nose. Too on the, You can cross that line. Yeah, I just wanted to, if, you, if you'd heard of him or you know that... No, no. The, the, famously, you were on the, you did one on the nose, which is kind of funny, the Munster one, hit the road jack. Oh yeah, yeah. That wasn't that was on the nose, was it? Only for but only that's for the most. That's the was most the on storms. the. But that's yeah, yeah. the most on the nose. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could say I would. I would admit that playing danger zone is on the nose. Mm. 
and, yeah. and you're bored. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, having said that, I mean, once the game is thoroughly lost or won, which is why you were looking at it, yeah. then, then you can just go to town and have some fun. Yeah. You wouldn't normally play ever during Rugby League Grand Finals or State of Origins ever. You yeah, know? yeah, or, yeah. Uh, well, it's like DJing, you know, you win the middle early and then you play Abilene. <laughs> you play Abilene. Come, come over yeah. with the cream or the yeah. crap. One yeah. of the yeah. So you, you win the game early and then you play the tunes. So like. I, I was waiting for a couple of moments and one of them was, um, it was a Mondo, um, those collections, not the original... Um, uh, uh, Pink Panther theme, uh, Henry Mancini. It was another swinging version of it, you know. Yeah, you played Ooh. that, right? I played that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, you know, people go, yeah. oh yeah, okay, I get and it. You Steve know. Allen back cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was for the kiddies earlier. The the kiddies earlier played in pink, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, yeah the, the, the state cup did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You're yep. right. Yeah. Oh, well, next year. Go um, west, of course. So it was a big debate whether Pet Shop Boys or Village People should be the song in order. And you went for Village People. Always the classic. Which I think was a really, really smart And of course, decision. we didn't get Beautiful. the chorus, so we had to reprise it. Mm. Yeah. Reprise. Reprise. <laughs> I don't, I reprise. Don't know. <laughs> they debate that. Frank Sinatra debates that too. <laughs> well, now, Chris, all year we've been having a wonderful segment in the third of reasons to dislike the Parramatta Eels. And you've clearly, you were, you were backing the Eels all week. You were wanting them to win, and you you going on and on about it. But I've been, I was worried all week about my friends who are Eel fans and Daniel, I know Daniel's a listener, and I saw Daniel at the ground, and I was almost in tears looking at him and his wife. I hadn't seen his wife for ages. I gave him a hug, and they were trying to be positive. They were trying to be brave. They were trying to be resilient, and they, they had this horrible thing. And as a Raiders fan, you know how horrible this thing is. Belief. It was a terrible thing, and I did feel for them. that We might have to get Daniel on the show, Daniel, because Daniel's a wonderful guitarist, and he played in Confetti, the band I used, to, the disco band I used to play in. Uh, in fact, we played at St Mary's Leagues Club quite a lot. Love St Mary's Leagues Club, which is the home of half of the Panthers. But and Mary Kay, of course, gave me the pity when the Raiders lost to the Eels. The pity. She gave me pity. And well, you can I give it back to can, her now. I can, can. I'm not giving it. There's nothing lower than giving. I won't stoop and to giving been anyone an pity. And to cause pain to people. Surely, in this situation, this week, the media are to blame. The yes. media fed into that story that the power oh. really living on high on hope. Yeah. And they were going to do it 30, what, six, seven, seven years? 36? What, what did you that want them to write about? <laughs> <laughs> How brilliant Penrith were going to be because yeah. of the Clearies. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I, I guess. Well, the I, Iceman cometh. <laughs> I, I penned this little tune for my friends who are Eels fans. Eels fans. So many tragic Eels fans Celebrating early Like the game's already done Teardrops Rolling down their faces Giving each other warm embraces Like they've already won Eels fans They've made it to the big dance And they've already gone Eels fans, oh, 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 
They have to face the Panthers I don't really like their chances They didn't have the answers When they met two weeks ago So Taruva grabs the first points of this knock-on-a-fuck effect in the South Wales Cup. Dennis, you've been in live, live, uh, live, plenty of live broadcasts. If someone makes a mistake to that, is the correct thing to do to say like, oh yeah, <laughs> and draw yeah. attention to it? You probably just let it go through. Yeah. You, yeah, you don't need to oh yeah that. Yeah. All right, on to the grand final. Honestly, not a hell of a lot to talk about, but... Where were you watching it from, Pat? I I worked. Wow. Yeah, I just worked. I don't, I've never worked a grand final. Um, the entertainment. Seem to, people seem to like it. Jimmy Barnes. And yet, on the papers, they're saying got, they got castigated for it. Uh, I think they were a little unhappy with okay. the um, celebration of the retiring uh, yeah, yeah, players yeah. from okay. the NRL yeah. and NRLW. Yeah. Uh, mainly because uh, I think the unable to attend... <laughs> Was overexposed. I mean, terrific career, but a lot of overexposure. And then maybe with Bliss and Esso and Joy, there might have been a bit of an issue with backing. But what did you have to say about it, Pat? So I thought, well, I my um, read was that people enjoyed Jimmy Barnes. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd compare it to previous NRL and a couple of AFL um, grand final performances. Tremendous stuff. Father and daughter there, Jimmy and Mahalia, right after the break. The 2001 Telstra Premiership Grand Final. We are underway in the designer of 2015. Welcome everyone to the 2018 Virgin Australia Premiership Party and welcome to the stage, the one and only Jimmy Barnes. Uh, he's an icon in Australian music, and to take us out tonight, we've got Jimmy Barnes. So I say hello and welcome to the 2009 Grand Final. It is St Kilda up 1996. We wish you good night, and let's go out with what is the anthem on Grand Final Day to all football fans. And welcome to centre stage, Jimmy Barnes. 
fabulous celebration, 1982 to 1995, simply the best. Welcome back to NRL 360, and joining us now is a very special guest, Australian music legend, Jimmy Barnes. Thanks hey, for coming guys, in, Jimmy. how are you? Wow. And that's without Flame Trees at 2021, the Ian Moss did it. Couldn't get hold of it. But I have to watch the 2021 grand final. So, I mean, you think about all the forms. I mean, we did have Ian Moss last year. Mossy. Oh, we got Don Walker next year? Oh, let's hope so. Donnie? And then Phil Small, 2024. Smalley? Let's go big. Imagine let's go large. coming out. That'd be tremendous. <laughs> uh, my concern, though, as always, is budget cuts because we only got one Teskey brother. <laughs> so, you know, it's, the, the pockets are not as deep as they used to be. And when, when they open with Working Class Man, let me tell you, I mean, the audience as one was singing the first few words into the first Working Class Man. After that, they got lost. <laughs> no, so. uh, I was amazed how many people didn't know there ain't no second prize. I was sitting in the, in the booth just singing along and people looking at me going, how do you know this song? What do you mean? This is a song. I can still see Barnsley chained to the front of that steam engine. Chained because he was terrified of heights. He was absolutely terrified. So you can see he's actually got a belt. All right. He's got a belt around him attaching him to the train and he has chains as he's going along. You're, you're actually referring to the song. I mean, because <laughs> Parramatta right now realises that there ain't no second prize. No, I'm talking about the song. And it was magnificent seeing it. I just wish he'd got on a horse because Barnsley's actually a good horse rider. Ah. So when he's riding the horse in that film clip, you, Pat's just there going, who's he talking about? He's talking about horses? No, yeah. Pat! Ain't no second prize by He People were surprised. They, they're like, oh, ain't no second chance. Oh, yeah. Like that song. That's a great song for a grand final. And he's done it a few times. He's put that. <laughs> I, I heard horses at halftime. I was in the bathroom. Was that Dazza? Say again. I, I yeah, yeah. I, no, no, he wasn't there. Right. So it was just over the PA, was it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that that you're was... not worried if it was the Sharon, whatever her name is, version. <laughs> well, I mean, who wrote it? Um, Sharon something. Ricky Lee Jones or something? Which, which one? Sorry, it's got horses. Lost. Horses. Oh, yeah, it was. I think it was Ricky Lee Jones. Oh, I thought it was Sharon. Anyway, so it brings a debate of, you know, the AFL had Robbie Williams about do you need the big international artists or is it better spending less money on a local person to get the crowd? So yep. Jimmy Barnes at at some stage has actually weighed in on this. They should have Australian artists a lot. Yeah, I think I think it'd be a good bet. Are you waiting for the call? Yep. So Jimmy Barnes thinks more Australian artists. Hell yeah. <laughs> And because Australian artists means Australian artist, Jimmy Barnes. <laughs> Evidently. Absolutely. And he's waiting for the call. It was Ricky Lee Jones. There you go. Um, geez, how do I don't mean saying Sharon out? Anyway, um, in the SMH today, oh, no, in the SMH yesterday, they had a, a, a quote from Nathan Cleary. Um, this is it. In Top Gun, it's the impossible mission to complete. This was similar. People were writing us off going back to back. Now, two things here. One, <laughs> is Top Gun the impossible mission or is that a different thing? Uh, Top Gun 2, he's a spoiler. But is that not Mission Impossible he's thinking of? <laughs> no, Top Gun 2 was an impossible mission. I'm, I'm going with him. Okay, it okay. was the impossible mission and only Tom Cruise could complete it. Only Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise only in Top Maverick. Gun or Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible? Tom Cruise in Top Gun. Two. Maverick. Tom, Tom yeah. Maverick Cruise, okay. not Tom inverted commas yeah. or whatever his name was in that show cruise yeah and the other thing is who was writing Penrith off when they've been short favourites since round one I had no notes one. down I mean absolutely no one but this is the manufactured siege mentality that's part of the modern sports era right and let me t tell you 
uh, teams like Parramatta and the Tigers will be able to manufacture a little bit of uh, uh, me when they come back against Penrith next year. Now, the final thing from me for the year... No, uh, say no. it ain't so, Pat. I said I wanted my final thing to be... I watched most of the Curry Cup. And out of cho- like out of choice, it's really good to watch. Walgett versus Newcastle in the final. Yeah, Trell, Ben Barber, Ben Jones, Joel Thompson got done in by Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I there was nothing to make fun of. Like literally, like there was not even for like a semi-professional NITV broadcast. There's this like smooth out. There's like not a thing out of hours. So we go to 360, and they're talking about the Penrith carrying on and stuff. And they're talking about they were singing Sweet Caroline in the sheds. Mm-hmm. And then Brent Reid weighed in. That's a song they song. play at Paramount Stadium when he scores yeah. a try. But to be fair, they play that song at a lot of grounds in the NRL now. So they finally figured it out. They finally figured it out. And yeah. I thought it was more when he kicked the conversions, wasn't it? Rather than... Oh, it's if he scores a try as well. Yeah, he just yeah. doesn't score that many. Yeah. But when he kicks a Anytime he scores, yes, he we does. get it. And if that's Brent Reid... Was that Brent Reid or was that Hoops? Reid. If that's Reedy. So Reedy's sitting there going, oh, it's not fair because Paramount, you know, that's what Penn was there, mocking Paramount for their celebration. No, no, no. Reedy's, Reedy's saying, all good. All good? Yeah. Kenty's yeah. saying, no good. Yeah. Oh, fucking clap by the Eels, Kenty! They <laughs> earned it! They earned it! <laughs> Sorry, if you're going to mock another team's celebrations, you should be mocked! Everyone should. You should be mocked! Everyone should be. Who's above getting mocked? No one, Paul yeah. Kent! Yeah, I loved it all. I like every every bit of it. I like I said, I said this two weeks ago when the Eels fans did I say it was on this two weeks ago? When when the Eels fans were doing the Viking clap, I was fair cop. Yeah. You've won the game to yeah. the victor, go the spoils. Yeah. But mock. Surely yeah. there's a broader statement being made by Penrith here that it's time to retire Sweet Caroline. Well, they Along. also yeah. They are, also saying living on a prayer. Are you finally getting on the Penrith bandwagon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been trying all show, Chris Gale. Have <laughs> I finally got you on board? Not quite, but if it if if what happened over the last two weekends brings an end to Sweet Caroline oh, because please. it's been used by Penrith to mercilessly mock Parramatta. The fact they couldn't spring for Dazza to perform the horses at halftime of our grand oh. final. And the fact that we had to import Robbie Williams to do You're the Voice. And we do send out our best wishes to John Farnham and his extended family. If we aren't now in a post-those-three-songs era, we never will be. And I believe that Penrith has finally nailed the coffin in that third song. And that's probably the best thing that comes out of the grand final. I'll take that. Yep. So do we have... If, if, is that the end of Pat's Media Watch or has Pat got more? That's the end of Pat's Media Watch. Do we have any texters? Maybe 47 odd. 47 texters. I never turned my phone on after the game, but I thought I just wanted to make sure I wasn't wrong in what I was thinking tonight. 47 texters. Every one of those texters agreed with every fan out there and everything I believe in. I never, I, it never fails to please me and give me joy hearing that. I love you, Ricky. Uh, Dennis, I went to the dentist today, got my teeth cleaned, and the admin person, we started talking football, and she goes, ah, my husband's a Canberra fan. Oh, God love uh, And she goes, but we've only got a four-game four pack. You know, come on, it's Canberra, it's freezing down there. Um, <laughs> we've got one from Blowing Up Deluxe, from the great Emma Dominey, who was a stellar performer last week on this show, along the with Emma Terry Emma of Ball. our Lord. Yeah, and she finally got to meet you, Dennis, which was... Uh, she said quite disappointing. On the oh, money. Yeah. She was. Yeah. Uh, and she posted in Blowing Up Deluxe a, a picture of a, um, and this is the lead up to the grand final, a yelling gutho and saying, Mick Ennis possibly implying it's truly a era, new era 
for the old-fashioned stiffy. <laughs> Ennis on Gutherson. He is just that fierce competitor that will put his body on the line and put it in positions for his teammates where others would hesitate. Emma, thank you so much for that. Yeah. And uh, we've got one from Steve Mascord. Really? Yes, you would have seen this, Pat, didn't you? You replied to it, I believe. You didn't see this. So what? Steve Mascord has gone on Twitter after a two-month personal tweet span. He said... Oh, the first thing I wanted to say on here when I came off my two-month personal tweet span was that at Fire Up NRL is required listening once more. Blow me away on the M1, the M6, the M52, the M42, and all other motorways in August and September. Steve's doing like redux versions of his Super League book as we speak. Thank you so much, Steve. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. That's cool. It's fantastic, huh? Uh, does he, did he say anything about some of the song choices? No. Because some of them were even a little bit too hip for me. <laughs> so I don't know last how... Time, last time I saw Stephen was at the um, the Ampole near the Great Northern in Chatswood. And I was going yes. in there on the way home from a game. And he was walking out half cut. He had a six pack of beer, which he'd got from the Great Northern. And he got a couple of hot dogs from the servo. <laughs> and he's going home to watch a replay of the game with said six pack and these cold servo hot dogs. God love you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, are we done? Are we done now? Are we finally done? Is, is the fat lady about to sing, Chris? Can I ask, have you got any reasons to dislike the Parramatta Eels? Well, Dennis and Pat... You newly minted Eels fan, it's, you. It's been a long, torturous season. I actually tried to get an Eels cap out there. You couldn't get one for love or money. They just had the generic grand final uh, cap, which was black with the, the logo embossed in gold and both protagonists on it. Couldn't get an Eels cap. Oh, was there sufficiently early? You should have told me. I could have got you one. No, I what guarantee you, they weren't for sale. Did you find any of the uh, Parramatta Eels grand final winners shirts? <laughs> go I went, to, I went go to Peter Wynn's score. If you can't score there, you know what. And look... It would ill behoove me ill behoove. to come up with another reason to dislike the Parramatta Reels after their brave, resilient, but ultimately <laughs> futile efforts on Sunday. So I, first of all, I want to send a shout out to all my Parramatta fans that I've um, put a, at least a metaphoric arm around since the result on Sunday. Jason Dunnicky, um, Rob, my neighbour, Edwin Smith, who's been a big contributor to our social media over the year, Matt Heronook from One Hit Agency, uh, my mate Peter Collar, who came out with me, he actually fell asleep, albeit it was during the earlier fixture, but uh, <laughs> uh, we were still smiling. And, and, and above all, I mean, the quintessential, she got two pages in the Saturday Herald in the Nine Press, Mary Constantopoulos, Mary Kay. Oh, how many tears. Yo, shed. person service. She called the NRLW game, which was a plucky, but again, brave resilient but futile effort <laughs> 32 12 by Parramatta reels against the newcastle knights and then um she endured yet another grand final loss so i i just want to send love out and i was going to say something about well why don't i just convert it into another reason to hate the penrith panthers with all the issues that we've been discussing today but then of course kenty has come out with it so a little bit along the lines of nine and fox i think the penrith behavior is another reason to hate the Penrith Panthers, but equally you can choose it as another reason to love the Kardashians. <laughs> and that's the end of that segment. Well, with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening and putting up with us all season on Fire Up. So please, are we going to 
Uh, wait a hang on second. Now. Wait it, a second, because we have got one more to go, haven't we? You are the final word, Dennis. But I do actually want to um, whiz through some thank yous. Friends so this, first or foes first? Yeah. This is this is the third. This is the third wind up. <laughs> so, let's get it out. Third time lucky. Uh, Stephen Ferris, it was unfortunate he couldn't stay for the entire episode. That's just the way he rolls, but it was wonderful. He's a busy man, Stephen Ferris. Wonderful to have him on. Of course, Terry Ball and Emma Domini, fantastic. Earlier in the season, Bronco Reg returned to the scene of the crime. Helen Pitt. Great appearance. How fantastic was that? As we looked at the intersection of film and rugby league and art, and uh, whereas she thought that they should be torn apart. Stephen Gorry from Venues New South Wales, who... Look, it's starting to push Peter Volandis as the most evil man in rugby league after Ivan Cleary because of uh, all the uh, disappointments that people are feeling at various venues and couldn't get tickets and scalpers and things like that. And is he personally responsible for that? I'm saying he is. Absolutely. Uh, Bradley Charles Stubbs, of course. What a magnificent interview that was. And we look forward to a sequel at some stage with Bradley. Clancy Overall from the Batuta Advocate himself actually appeared on this show. And that, of course, just segues into we want to thank the Batuta Advocate organisation. We may not be recording here for much longer. I hear they might be on the move. You know, yes. the, the juggernaut gets bigger. They're a, they're a juggernaut of media that equates to the juggernaut that was the Penrith Panthers in 2022. A dynasty. Uh, we want to thank all the contributors to Fire Up, be it responding to Twitter. Okay, Peter Fitzsimons, thank you. Um, oh, gee, that hurt. And uh, our Facebook page, and of course, blowing up Deluxe, those 162 marvellous people. Loyal, brave, resilient. Terry Ball, I mentioned before, has been a terrific contributor there in the social media space. My personal thanks go out to you, Dennis, again, for your Yo Person Service, Mary Kay style on this show. It's an absolute thrill. And above all, the pants man himself. The best feedback I get from Fire Up is people come out and they go, yeah, listen to your podcast. I really like Redfern Pat. And, star of the show. Yeah, and you are the star of the show. Just be thankful I can't put on the platform we do. I can't put like a skip to 55 minutes in. <laughs> people don't appreciate, and I don't think we appreciate, how much work goes into producing not only the incredible third segment with Media Watch and 47 Texas and those... A lot of preparation. Those audio collages are as good as the David Bowie documentary Moon Age Daydream collages. They're that good, Pat. And then all the cleanup work that you do, well, most episodes uh, for us, uh, it's just an absolute joy and we thoroughly appreciate. And of course, as they always say to you, the listener, well, we're not, we don't really want to thank you. What have you done? No, no, thank you so much for being part of Fire Up this year. We look forward to seeing you very, very soon. And with that, can we just say that next week we'll be recording a special episode with two very fired up gentlemen, Lee. Hadjapantelis. And Justin Pascoe, not Lenny, Justin Pascoe. I've got to make sure I don't call him Lenny. West Tigers chair and CEO, post your questions on the Facebook Post your questions for Lee and Justin. Because we'll ask them. Questions about rugby league, questions about music, questions about art, questions about fashion. It's a free law advice. Questions about legal questions, questions about fedoras, questions about jaunty angles of fedoras and skivvies. Please post away. We might have two of the best dyed hairs. Yeah. Died heads in the in the <laughs> and, business. And most importantly, questions about lines in the sand. Indeed. So with that, we hope you're fired up and we hope you're layering up deluxe. Um, I'd just like to apologise to all the sponsors, all the fans out here, family, my girlfriend especially. Um, 
Uh, it's just been a tough week for all the wrong reasons, and um, I just look forward to getting back out on the paddock in a couple of weeks and uh, repaying my faith to you guys.